Welcome to Catching Up with the Commands podcast. My name is Dan C., joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life, and we hope you guys enjoy the show today. This week's episode of Catching Up with the Commands is sponsored by Ogden Cares. Ogden Cares is a nonprofit organization providing community, advocacy, research, education, and support for Ogden Syndrome. This very rare X-linked neurodevelopmental disorder has no cure and causes symptoms including intellectual disabilities, developmental delays, failure to thrive, cardiac abnormalities, and feeding difficulties, affecting around 120 families globally. Ogden Cares holds an annual virtual fundraiser called 10 Around the Track, where teams you create or join take the opportunity to walk, run, or roll 10 laps around any track in honor of Ogden Syndrome between October 5th and 15th. Dan and I will be joining one of our friends' teams called Team Millie, whose daughter Millie was diagnosed with Ogden Syndrome in April 2020. She's currently four years old and continues to make strides every day and is so full of joy and smiles for everyone. If you're able to, please join Dan and I by supporting Ogden Cares through a donation to help those affected by Ogden Syndrome. We will be putting all the information about Ogden Cares, their 10 Around the Track fundraiser, and Team Millie in our link in our Instagram bio. Please head over and take a minute to read about this disorder and help us make a positive impact in finding a cure. Love that. So excited to have mm-hmm. that as our sponsor today and be able to promote this and yes. help some families out there. Absolutely. Really, really special. Shout out to our friend G Squared for yes. bringing this to our attention. And today we want to discuss cutting out toxic people from your life. Yes. And I do believe it's important to establish a definition. Okay. Anytime you want to talk about something, you want to make sure everyone's on the same page because a lot of times people just be like, oh yeah, toxic people. Let's establish what it is. Anyone whose behavior adds negativity and upsets your life, toxic. (laughs) Doesn't have to be someone doing bad or harsh things. It's your interpretation for toxic. You decide who is toxic to you. A toxic person in your life might not be toxic in my life. Yeah. So we've both had so much experience with toxic people in our lives. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like we're pretty even on that. Yeah. To- the toxicity. Definitely <laughs> definitely different arenas, yeah. but equal yeah. outcome. And and I'm sure everyone at home can understand and relate to us. And they're gonna understand, especially when you lay out these categories. <laughs> yeah, right. So we have friends, families co-workers, and then my favorite, internet trolls. Mm. <laughs> yep. Do you have any stories that you want to share with us about, <laughs> about some toxic people in your life? Yeah, the stories could be a whole hour-long podcast, so we'll, we'll just kind of narrow it down. Make sure to you say names. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll narrow it down to some general ones here. And for me, most of you know I have a unique career where I live online. I do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I have a Facebook group. I mean, I'm, I'm all over the internet. Reddit, on, and all these places have kind of their different feels to them. But I routinely get negative comments. I, I don't know if there's a single day that goes by where I don't have some kind of negative comment. <laughs> Whether it's a Facebook response, a YouTube comment, something along those lines. A kid at the park calling you ugly. Yeah, true story. <laughs> we, had a, we had a full beard meet up in uh, Portland, Oregon. Or not Oregon, Portland, Maine. <laughs> Maine. Excuse me. Portland, Maine. And a kid just came up to me and said, why are you so ugly? <laughs> And I just thanked him. I said, thank you. <laughs> and left it at that. But that is kind of the comments and really the mindset, like a childlike mindset online that I get. 
people call me a girl because I have a YouTube channel about taking care of yourself. People say things like, oh, you're worse than my, my fiance, you're worse than my wife, or they'll say, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. And so it's just kind of constant, you know, it just comes up. Uh, recently, I'd posted on Facebook about an exciting announcement where I have a brand that I helped create the products and they're in some major stores. And there was a bunch of people who kind of dogpiled on it and were like, oh, yeah, how can you promote store products when you're working with these other companies? Oh, store products are garbage and trash. And I just ex simply wanted them to explain. So I just simply said, <laughs> like, how so? And it just went on a tirade of memes and, and just, like, no actual information. Yeah, right. It was just lashing out. And all I wanted was a discussion. That's toxic, right? You're toxic. Yeah, you're toxic. Like, it's <laughs> so much easier. And I, I think this may be a theme throughout this podcast. It's so much easier to be toxic than to not. Yeah. And I don't want people to fall into that trap of easy, of comfortable. It's worth it to not be. And another story that I guess I would have, and this is just kind of general ones, is I'm really big on seasons of life. You have your high school season of life, and then you go to college, and oftentimes this is different groups of friends. You get out of college, you're usually kind of single and young, and then you get into a relationship, and then you have kids, and you have a career, and, and there's all these different seasons. Well, there's also transitions to those seasons, and a big time where I noticed a lot of toxic people was when I was transitioning out of kind of that college life and into more of like an adult, a husband, a father, a teacher life. And a lot of the friends that I had in the previous seasons of, life, uh, of my life were not really moving on. Yeah. And it was a lot of pressure to do things that I considered toxic at that time, whether it was going to the bar and feeling the pressure of drinking and being around people that were drinking or even drinking and driving. I mean, you and I were just talking about mm -hmm. that 10 years ago. It was more socially acceptable. Like oh, yeah. People, and this is when like we were. about it. Yeah, this was when we, 10 years ago, 15 years ago was our early 20s. Mm -hmm. And so people would, yeah, they'd kind of brag about, hey, I drove home last night in reverse. I was so drunk. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Skill. And, right. And, and today, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, right. You almost killed someone. Right. That's disgusting. Well, I had a lot of friends that were kind of in that mindset when I was ready to move on. And the pressure was ju just there. They weren't like making fun of me. They weren't trashing mm -hmm. me, but the pressure was there to kind of live this more toxic lifestyle. And I just wasn't okay with that. And they weren't really respecting it. So on topic, I cut those people out of my life. Mm -hmm. And, and just in general with this, I think so much toxic environment comes from people just wanting to bond over misery, yeah. right? People wanting to, Hey, if I throw a negative comment on Facebook, I hope other people are going to see that. And then they're going to be on my team and they're going to yeah. comment with me. Or if I'm somewhere like at work and I have people that are just bashing the job, they just want to bond over that. That's toxic. Yeah. Right? I did not enjoy my job for the last couple of years. As many people know, I did not go around to other teachers and start talking about that every day and start complaining about it every day. I just didn't want that on my mind. Yeah. And so I have it online. I had it in friends. I have it with just people in general with my old career. And those are all for the most part gone. The beautiful thing about online is there's wonderful tools like blocking <laughs> yep. or YouTube has the best tool ever. You can hide a commenter. So they watch, they, they interact, they comment. And in their mind, they're getting you. They're doing all these things. Nobody else sees it. 
Do you think they're listening right now? I Shoot, hope so. Did you just like let out the secret? Oh, that, that's fine. <laughs> they, they can keep punching the air and <laughs> being it's upset like, about it. It's like they don't know who it is. Yeah. Like, ooh, it could be you. It right. could be you. Right, 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 right. Here, here's a little sneak peek. If you get comment responses, it's not you. <laughs> so those are just a few of mine. And I, I don't want to go on too crazy long with this. Uh, but Sam, I feel like yours can be even uh, a little bit more juicy. On, I'm on ready here. to throw some people Let's under the go. bus. So Sam, <laughs> do you have some stories I do. Okay. I have a lot. I'm going to start with my first one. When we met, was I working at the hair salon? I don't know. I I feel like yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So I worked at a hair salon. I was like the front desk girl who got promoted to like, they didn't want to call me a manager because they were going to have to pay me a lot more. But it was, like, the front desk person who did a lot of extra things for not a lot of extra money. Organizing and all this. Yeah. And to set the stage, this is literally in Flint, Michigan. Yes. I'm not, not like, a suburb. <laughs> not a, this is in Flint, Michigan. Right on Miller Road, if you yep. know. <laughs> it was full of the trashiest people. And I hope they're listening because they need to get their stuff <laughs> together. I didn't see, like, this toxicity when I was working there, but when Dan started, like, coming around my, quote, air quote, friends, right. he was like, oh, like, this, this is different. This would come <laughs> up, yeah, because they would have parties and yeah, apartments yeah. and, like, uh, you know, dinners for the yeah, work and yeah. stuff, so I'm around them in kind of social situations yeah. and then starting to hear the work situations, and Sam's just kind of talking about it, and I'm, like, scratching my head over <laughs> here, and, and not, and we're, this is us just first starting dating, yeah, so I'm right. not trying to impose or anything, but I'm just kind of ob- observing yeah. everything and starting to share a little bit. Yeah, so they're just, like, if you know young hair salon people, maybe not even today, because I feel like hair salons have like been more classy I agree as of today fully they're more trendy yeah exactly like, rather than like as you maybe said, it was toxic sh- or yeah. trashy it's more kind of hipster in a yeah. good way today yeah or I maybe that's just like the hair salons that I follow true. on Instagram and there are trashy ones out there so. true, true, true. <laughs> but just like so gossipy and like judgmental all around just not good people nobody wanted to be there which I feel like already sets it up to be like a toxic environment mm-hmm. on top of having toxic people working there. Yep. Like somebody was always talking about somebody else behind their back. There was always drama and fight. Like literally there were fist fights in this salon, you guys. I don't know how long, like how did I work there? I, I, really I don't, don't know. know. And it was all day, every day. Like yeah. you being the receptionist, quote unquote. Yeah. People came to you to gossip because right. you weren't cutting hair. You right. weren't doing these right. things. So they kept bringing <laughs> it to you and you're hearing all sides of this and then bringing it home. It, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I was more like these people like before I started working at the salon or they turned me into like this fake person because you didn't know me before. And so like I guess I could have been like fake, but I was just like trying to fit in with everybody and saying whatever I thought they wanted to hear to make them like me. And I also drank more when Mm -hmm. I was around them because, you know, like when you're with people and you're like trying to impress them and they're like, here, have a drink, have another one. Like, okay, okay. And then you're drunk and stumbling out of the door. And so Dan saw all this, sat me down. And from like an outsider's perspective, he was like, I don't think those people are good for your mental health. And kind of like gave me the out to cut them from my life. And I like, I sat back and I was like, 
you're so right. Like, they're just, like, gross people. They're how many people in the world, and I picked these people to be my friends? Like, yeah. no. Yeah. So cut them out. And it's really funny because the salon was actually closing, like, going out of business at this time, and it was, like, gonna they were going to close, like, at the end of December or something. And I ended up quitting in November. It was, like, uh, like, this blessing in disguise so I could just have this out and not have to deal with these people anymore. And I literally don't talk to one person yeah. from the salon, yeah. not one. Nope, uh, 100%. <laughs> and this like concept of cutting toxic people out didn't exist in your mind before this. No, it wasn't even not an at option. All. And you had a, your previous workplace, a restaurant wasn't the most uh, nice yep. workplace yep. environment either, you know? So this was like a, I sat down and, and I've always had no problem cutting people out. Yeah. Once, once I'm done, we're done. Right. Uh, for example, like ex-girlfriends, I've never spoken to an ex-girlfriend <laughs> ever. Like after the day it's done, like once I cut somebody out, like that's it. And so you like did. introduce this to you and you're like, this is crazy. This right. is like a good feeling. Right. Like <laughs> you don't have to talk to people. Anymore. Yeah. You don't yeah. Want to. Yeah, exactly. And then, Okay. Talking about family, I feel like, is the touchiest yeah. toxic subject. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to be gentle, but I'm also going to call people out. I don't have a problem with cutting family members out. Like, since that day that I, like, cut those people out of the salon, like, I'm like, okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. Like, if you don't fit into my world, we're done. Right. Add value. Yeah. Be a part of it. Or don't, and, and that's your choice, and I hope everyone listening is, like, not in their head, or at least being, like... Or thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, or at least scratching your head, being, like, okay, yeah, why do I need people that are making me worse? Why do I need people that yeah. are bringing me down in my life, including family members? Yeah, like, I will cut out a family member as easily as I would cut out an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. Just because your family doesn't mean that you have the right to my respect, you have to earn that. And if you continue to disrespect me or my family, you're dead to me. Yep. Straight <laughs> like, up. simple as that. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I don't speak to my biological father. I haven't. And I think we counted yesterday. It was like 12 years or yeah, something like that. At least, Just yep. haven't spoken to him. He's never met any of my kids, asked about them. He did a lot of bad things that I just, I couldn't fathom, like, as a parent now doing. And I can't. I can't forgive or forget those things. And it's not like he's living in my head. I'm not right. thinking about this all the time. Like, I literally don't think about him at all. Yeah. Like, I have a stepdad, and he's my dad. Right, Like, right. there's no – and then if I talk about my real dad, I'll, like, say his name or say, like, my biological father. Which is rare. I mean, Sperm before donor. this – Yeah, before <laughs> this, this podcast, it would probably been years since it was mentioned. Yeah. And I've never met him. I don't know what he looks like. I haven't <laughs> seen pictures. I don't want to. I don't know if that would go well if I if I ever did. Yeah. And just like the that concept of like, man, it, there's so much bad. Yeah, go on, go on. Tell, <laughs> okay. tell, tell. So, well, that's really all I have to talk about with my dad. Yeah. But so like if I cut you out of my life because you're toxic, you literally no longer exist in my brain. Mm -hmm. You're just nothing. Yeah. And there's so many times where I've had to take breaks from certain family members because they weren't good for me at that specific time. Not necessarily that they were a toxic person, but our relationship became toxic, whether it be because somebody was really stressed out or, you know, switching jobs or other things like that. And I think it's okay to, like, take a break from family, too. Yeah. Like, 
if they're being toxic to you, you can cut them out for a little bit. You don't have to say like, I'm fucking done with them for my life with for the rest of my life. Like you can just give it, give it a minute, give your relationship a minute. For sure. Because and, and oh, we have, we've said multiple times, you can simply forgive, but you don't have to forget. Exactly. And that's important. And I have people that have been unbelievably toxic to me and are back in my life, mm-hmm. multiple people. Yeah. And I'm never forgetting those times. Oh, yeah. Ever. But I can let them back in when they're proving and showing, because what kind of world would it be if people try to improve, try to do better, and you continue to shut them out? You don't have to fully trust them, but give them a chance. Let yeah. them earn more trust. And and also kind of on your, your dad topic or any real family member here, I know there's people that are going to be watching and listening listening to this and, and they're going to think like, oh my gosh, I Sam, your life would be so much better if you <laughs> accepted them, if you brought them in. And I just want to say like, this isn't something that really is a big burden, even though people will listen and say, well, you're talking about it. it's clear something. We're just being transparent here, just yeah. completely showing. And so I want to make sure everyone understands that this isn't some like hidden, deep seated, like problem <laughs> in the brain. Like you, you don't have to, right? There's so many people that like force these things and think like you have to connect with this person. You have to have this yeah. person like, no, you really don't especially family members <laughs> right they didn't pick pe- that yeah exactly like just yeah. because somebody is your family member doesn't mean that you have to be around them or want to be around them or even like them or even love them right and we so we get messages all the time and i hope you guys know that we're an open safe place reach out to us with Always. any stress anxiety issues we love listening giving perspective whatever is needed we will do a massive amount of time when we're talking about people and their stressful situation with toxic people it's almost always family. Yeah. It's almost always family. Mm-hmm. It, it's so crazy how common that is. So, yeah, I mean, just continuing to to consider all perspectives that we have here. And then continuing on, do you have some more family members <laughs> to talk about? <laughs> no, no more. Oh, well, I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> this, this, this is the best mm-hmm. toxic story. And it's a story that we share together. Yeah, yeah we bonded. So... <laughs> My stepdad, who I call my dad, and I might, like, slip up and say dad. So if I'm saying dad, it's stepdad. Right. He, him and my mom are no longer together. So I was living with my stepdad from, I don't know, by the time I was three until I was 18, 19. He met his current wife when I was 18 and still living at home. They got married. And from the start... I was like, something is fishy with Mm -hmm. this lady. And I ended up being right because we had so many altercations throughout, like, my short stay between her moving in and me moving out with Dan. Like, it's not even funny. And some of them literally turned physical with her being physical with me and then her being super physical with my stepdad. Also, newsflash, they're still married. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. After all this stuff happened, like, I I moved out. I was like, see, I, see ya. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I moved in with you. <laughs> Go ahead. And yes, she, yeah, she she's <laughs> definitely interesting. And and we will say that we're at an okay place now. Yeah. Uh, we'll kind of come back and, and wrap that up. But we my first ever interaction with her is I was hanging out with Sam. And, and keep in <laughs> mind, uh, Sam's dad, he raised Sam. Yeah. And even when Sam's mom, they got divorced and left, mm-hmm. Sam's dad was not her biological dad. It was not her stepdad. Yeah. It was not her legal dad. Yeah, he and didn't. He... One of the things that my biological dad 
is on my shit list for is because he would not allow my stepdad to adopt me that being like a dick, I guess. I yeah, don't know just what his reasons were. So I couldn't get health insurance through my stepdad yeah. and stuff like that. And so Sam was living with her dad for years without any like legal attachment, yeah. no money yeah. attachment, just an amazing person. And so the stepmom comes in. I'm hanging out with Sam down in their basement. This is early on. Like we this is like couple first couple days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. First couple <laughs> days just chilling in the basement. And you hear like a ruckus upstairs and the door flings open and I see this lady with just the craziest eyes I've ever crazy. seen. Like these were crazy. Like, you know, when a cat gets into something and then they're like in the middle of like scurrying around, then they pause and <laughs> like stare at you before they <laughs> jolt off again. Those were the eyes she had. And it was something along the lines of Samantha, you did not introduce me <laughs> to your friend. And I'm, like, standing there as she's saying this, and it's so awkward, and I'm, like... But also, you forgot the best part. What? She was in a nighty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because this was, yeah, this was after, like, a dinner and movie, something like that. And she's in a nighty and just crazy eyes. You didn't introduce me to oh your friend. God. And it was, like, whoa. And so that was our, that was my literal, literal yes. first impression and introduction. Yes. And then from there, it was a strange thing mm -hmm. where... When she would talk to me, it was always in, at the best, backhanded compliments. Yeah. But at the worst, just straight up belittling and nasty, nasty comments to me. For example, one of the things that Sam and her dad bonded over was woodworking. Yeah. He did not want people having wrong thoughts or images of this guy raising a beautiful young lady. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of kind of traditional affections that he didn't do with Sam, like yeah. a lot of dads and daughters yep. do. And so he wanted to bond. And I thought that, I mean, it, who knows? Who cares what people think and stuff? But I thought that was admirable. He wanted mm -hmm. to make sure he was, like, not crossing any lines. Yep. So they did woodwork. And Sam's amazing at it. Unbelievable. <laughs> She's made outdoor couches, Adirondack chairs. You name it. She is absolutely knowledgeable and skilled at woodworking. Well, thank you. And so she would build stuff around the house. And we went out to dinner one night. And she essentially, Sam was talking about all these things with Brian. Like, you'd be so proud. I made this. I made this. And essentially, the stepmom turns to me and was like, how do you feel about her doing all the man work around the house? And it was like, uh, excuse me? And she was <laughs> like, Right, men do things like build stuff, and and you're allowing your wife to do that. Like, what are what are your thoughts on that? And I was like, I'm proud as heck. I think <laughs> it's awesome. I think she's really good at it. I didn't know that things around the house were defined as men and women, and it was just always little things where she yeah. would try to take a shot, like at me and at like manhood, and yeah, it was strange. Or like because when I first kind of like got into doing stuff in our in our first house. We didn't, ha we didn't have a lot of money, and so we didn't have a lot of tools. I had, like, hand-me-down tools yeah. from my stepdad, and then when I needed power tools, I would borrow them yep. from him, or he had, like, this big, like, garage thing that was full of extra wood and stuff, so I'd ask him if I wanted to build stuff. I'd ask him, like, hey, do you have some of this that you're, like, trying to give away? Right. And then she would come and be like, like, asking you if you were going to do this stuff or, like, if it bugged you that yeah. Brian was helping me yeah. do this stuff. Yeah, and she's like, do you, does it bother you that he's working in your house on this stuff? Yeah. I'm like, no. Does <laughs> it bother you that it's his tools that you guys have to use every time? No. And so like, it just mind your own business, Yeah, bitch. it just continued and continued to be toxic. But question for you. Okay. You knew her before I did, years yeah. and years before. 
Was it always like that? Did you know right away she was toxic or did it develop? It So I knew something, you know, when you meet somebody and there's just something off about them. I thought she was nice at the beginning and then slowly this like mask fell off. And I remember one time my dad is like super into golf and I used to golf with him like all the time. And so we were going to go hit a bucket of balls and he invited her to come with us and I get in the car and I'm 17, 18 at this time. I had on shorts and like a tank top or like, like a, like a strapless shirt or something like maybe not the best thing. And it wasn't even at a golfing range. It was just like out in a random field. So it's not like yeah. I should have been wearing like a polo or something right. like that. And like I'm 17, like, and it's in the summer, whatever. Right. And my dad never like told me I couldn't wear any specific sort of clothes or anything. He's not that kind of person. And so I get in the car and I see them outside of the car. Like, like she's like pointing her finger and stuff at him <sighs> and, I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then they get in, and then we get there, and she's, like, just being a total Mm. brat. When we get home, come to find out, she was pissed that I was wearing a tank top and shorts, Mm. like, short shorts. And it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even, like, slutty or anything like that. Like, it's it's just... Yeah, like, it's not her fucking business. Right. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with her. And, and she would get into those bratty moods yes. all the time. Like, they would have a little argument about something with us, and they would do it in front of us. Yeah. They would, like, step off to the side, and you'd see her belittling him, and then he'd come back with, like, damage control. Yeah. It's, everything's okay, guys. And we're <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I'm glad everything's okay. We're going to dinner. And so she was she was pretty toxic. Yes. And if somebody wanted to, like, actually – break down if somebody had toxic traits or if they were toxic. Yeah. Is there anything that you can give to people to kind of analyze? Yeah. Okay. So I actually, I did some research on this subject and I found that there are seven types of toxic people. Lucky. So, okay. okay, Listen to these and then tell me which one you think that my stepdad's wife is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So we have the protector, someone who's like, they're trying to like protect, say they protect you but they're really holding you back from like going for your goals oh i have a lot of those (laughs) the controller like we all know that controlling relationship Mm -hmm. the liar self-explanatory the victim Mm. they're always right everyone else is at fault for this the narcissist which we have a very (laughs) yeah (laughs) someone in our life yep Oh, they take credit and give blame. Mm -hmm. The judge, someone who finds faults in others, and then the critic who never Mm. agrees with you and will make sure to tell you. So which do you think she is? All of the above? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we we could really go through, but she is for sure the controller, right? You just shared that. And and even more so with your dad slash stepdad. Yeah. Yeah, Very, very controlling. You're going to do this. We're going to live like that. The judge... 100% judging everything about me, everything about you, and then the critic. Nothing, any, and this is where I would struggle is we'd have little family get-togethers, and whatever I said, there was a counter to it. Yeah. No matter what, and they would criticize, not they, but she would criticize everything that I said, and it would end up putting your dad in, like, a spot where he was, like, a mediator. Right. Like, to the point where we'd have conversations, and just to be blunt, there was one time specifically, kind of recently, I would have a conversation, he'd cut me off, 
halfway through the conversation, like abruptly yeah. and almost like he was a protector trying Dang. to protect the situation because he could see his wife like brewing about yeah. something I was saying. And he's like, let me stop the conversation. And so to be rude to me, he was protecting it. Right. It's like, but I'm he's fine. also being toxic. Right. And I, I'm a big boy. I can <laughs> handle myself. And also, you shouldn't be protecting people from your toxic wife. Yeah. That's really terrible. And that's why we only see them, like, four times a freaking year. Yeah, and her even less. And and, and they live, what, less than ten minutes from us? Yep. Have never Absolutely watched, insane. Have never watched our kids no. in the history of our kids. Never <laughs> will. And, no. Uh, pretty, pretty toxic. And, man, so many of those hit again. So the protector, the controller, the liar, the victim, the narcissist, the judge, the critic – all right, I'm going to move on because I okay. will get on a tangent yeah. <laughs> of those, and, and I feel pretty I can talk strongly. about her all day. Yes. <laughs> but I, I really feel like these people all sh- uh, share the same sort of traits. Yeah. Uh, such as gaslighting. I don't even like that term. I, I'm not a fan of, like, terms when we put things because people use them and, and use them wrong. Yeah. But gaslighting is telling you that you are oversensitive or dramatic or that you're taking things the wrong mm-hmm. way. So – the whole theme of this is if it's toxic to you, it's yeah. toxic. Nobody should be gaslighting you and saying like, hey, you you shouldn't worry about yeah, that. Right. Or if you're planning a wedding and your family is being toxic to you, don't let them say, hey, don't don't worry about that or do this. It's your wedding. Right. You get to decide what you want to be dramatic about, what you <laughs> want to be sensitive about. They also share the common trait of negativity. I think that's probably the biggest. Yeah. Uh, just number one. Yeah. Just and that's so anti-us, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, we just can't be around people like that. Stay bearded, stay positive. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and also lying and manipulating, especially yeah. that manipulating one. They know that they're not living in the truth, mm-hmm. and so you have to manipulate yeah. them. I've said it time and time again. They're like, how do you let people talk about you like this? Because, you know, people have YouTube videos about me, entire fake Instagram channels about <laughs> me, and all this stuff. Like, how do you let people do all these things? Because I know the truth. Like, I'm fine. I get to sit here on the side of not having to defend myself because I have the truth. Yeah. If you are on the attack, you're going to have to manipulate it to kind of make it seem true. I just sit back and say, nope, it'll yeah. all come out. And the people who are intelligent will will yes. see that and understand that. And the people who are fucking ignorant will stay behind these idiotic people. Mm-hmm. And that's so nice to know when this stuff happens. And it happens all the time in this yeah. online public world to me. I always know the intelligent people come yes. back and they laugh yes. and they're, they're like, <laughs> dude, I, I see what you're doing and how you respond and how yes. you stay calm. And, and I love that. So the manipulating part is a huge, if you're thinking right now and listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this person manipulates every situation. They bend the truth. They do this. They make me feel bad. That's toxic. Yeah. It's toxic. Time to cut them out. Uh, they also make passive aggressive comments. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're gonna and that's I mean, when we're talking about your 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 stepdad's wife, everything was passive aggressive. Yeah. Everything always. was was why aren't you doing the woodwork rather than just saying like be a man, Dan, you do it. It was always passive. Oh my gosh. So like when she came over to see our basement finished for the first time ever. And our basement went from like being concrete floors, no walls, no drywall, yep. any no ceiling, anything like that, to being like a fully fully finished basement Beautiful. with our with our offices and a living room and bathroom and all this stuff. She came over, she did not say one nice word about the basement. She just would like hmm. yeah, hmm, 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 and just like stick her nose up and that was like a passive aggressive comment yeah. in and of itself. For sure. For Ugh. sure. Yep. Absolutely. Strangler. And that's kind of the exact 
same thing of if you tell people good news, toxic people are never happy for yes. you. They're not there to celebrate. And, and hopefully you guys all have people on the opposite side of that. When you tell them good news, you know they're going to celebrate. You know they're going to fist pump and hug you and get pumped or come down to a nice, beautiful base and be like, oh, my gosh, this is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm so happy. And the reason why is if people have to acknowledge the good things in your life, and they're toxic, they feel like theirs is lesser. Yeah. When it's that life of scarcity rather than abundance. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not it's not how you should approach these things. And I actually had a lot of this when I announced I was quitting teaching. Yep. Like a lot. Mm -hmm. I almost entirely, there was very, very, yeah. very few people that were happy and encouraging. Yeah. The, the only people that I can really think of that were super happy and encouraging for me leaving teaching were online strangers that I'd <laughs> never met or people that I'd met through the beard world. Yeah. The people in my real life, nobody was super excited. My mom was uh, probably like the yeah. most excited person. Very and true. that was just like so, so nice so and refreshing. True. Shout out to Gigi <laughs> at, at Coming in Clutch. Uh, that is true. Your mom was encouraging. Yes. She believed in me. And, she and was like, it's about time. Yeah, that, that's a good call. But everybody else, man, I'm making this massive life change. Yeah. I'm obviously a smart person. I know what I'm doing. I'm right. not going to make a stupid move. I'm, right. a, I'm the sole income provider for our family. I've done well up until this point. Mm -hmm. You would think I'd get the benefit of the doubt, but I told everybody and I'm like, hey, I'm leaving teaching. I'm going to pursue my dream and yeah. do this full time. I was not met with, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Dan, you're going to kill it. You're going to crush it. I'm so proud of you. I was met with, are you sure? Yeah. Do you know how good of insurance you have? Yeah. Oh, you, it was all about health insurance. Do you know you're leaving a salary? Do you know that you are you're, you have degrees? Right. That are you're how many this? years away from getting your yeah. student debt do you know wiped? You, do you know you can retire from this job in, like, 18 years from now, <laughs> all you got to do is write it out 18 years and you'll be into the sunset. I mean, your kids will be long gone in college and in careers and stuff, but 18 years, you can leave everybody. I mean, coworkers, yep. family members, yep. friends, yep. everybody was a question. I, I always say it, but I even like tried to get with an insurance company, you know, and the person <laughs> that was going to sell me this insurance said, are you sure? Yeah. And I'm like, man, and that concept is so toxic, and it's a passive-aggressive toxic. It is, yeah. They're not saying you're going to fail. They're not saying you suck. They're just saying, ooh, okay. They're, like, trying to baby you. Yeah, and it's, again, when somebody has a proven track record, when somebody's excited, celebrate with them, you know? Celebrate with them. My dad used to do that all of the time. You remember how he would, like, he would, like, not – think that I was like a grown adult oh, who yeah. could make my own decisions. For sure. And there's something to that in being young and thinking they can't do this or that. Yeah. But protecting people like that is not going to win anything. No. The person's not going to see you in a positive light. They're likely never going to listen to you, if anything, or going right, to go harder right. the opposite Especially way. Especially me, if you know me. Right. <laughs> and now looking back, we're a year and a half out of teaching. We are uh, two years out of announcing leaving teaching and mm -hmm. like officially retiring. And we're doing well. Yeah, <laughs> we're right. very happy. We are very happy. We have more opportunities yep. that we can keep up with. And again, that was in spite of everyone saying, are you sure? Yeah. And if you're someone that's taking a risk, I'm highly confident. So it didn't bother me at yeah. all. It was bulletproof. But if you're someone that's taking a risk and you have the slightest insecurities and you're like, you know what? I'm going to bet on my family. I'm going to bet on my happiness. I'm going to pursue the real American dream mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this. And then people are like, oh my gosh, the money, uh. this, that that's going to start to eat away yeah. at your heart. And I'm so unbelievably happy 
I didn't listen to anybody yeah. and said, screw off. I know what I'm doing. I believe in myself. And I had you that yep. was pushing me. And, and that's all that mattered. And so. And we just talked shit about him in yep. bed at night. Yeah, you know, and we would. I mean, we. I have mental notes of every single person I told that I was oh, even yeah. teaching. Yep. And how they responded the first time, the second time, passing on. And there's still lots and lots of people who have never told me, like, you know what, you were right. Yeah. I'm. I don't think anybody has actually. I don't think no. people. And, and this is my life. It's not theirs. I understand that. But I don't think people reflect and be like, man, I should have been more supportive. Right. You know, wow, he was right. He's killing it. Sam Maybe. is doing awesome you know they got a podcast that's crazy <laughs> maybe they'll hear this and they'll be like oh that was me yeah maybe <laughs> who knows who knows but i don't understand why uh, we say this all the time we talk about time. so many fucking things where something will happen and we're like why are people like this yep. and then we go into like what biologically mm -hmm. is in the we always, always. do that <laughs> That's our thing. <laughs> I love breaking it down biologically, whether it's going back to the, the cavemen and being tribal because if somebody didn't look like you or wasn't around you, they were a threat, right? That's real. That's ingrained in us. <laughs> and we were not programmed to have social media. We were not programmed to have all these things. And so we do go into all that. And literally, like, talking, we always go back to, like, why biologically like why are people so competitive and then last night you're like biologically why do people have pubic hair yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I, we this is literally our thing i just like thinking <laughs> about stuff because it's i actually had thought about it early in the day with beards i'm like why are there some like ethnicities that don't have beards yeah and i'm like oh it could be the climate i'm like wait no there's beards in hot climates like the middle east yeah there's beards in cold climates like canada it's so interesting so there's there's definitely stuff to <laughs> this and that just transitioned to pubes for you yeah it, i was just <laughs> thinking like what is the biological reason for all these things and, and and we say these things because when we ask why are people like this because we are unbelievably introspective yeah we are always analyzing why we do certain things i mean when we talk about like sam she'll get in a mood she'll have something we're like okay what is chemically going on what what did you eat what did you think who did you talk like we are breaking this down for ourselves so we're not just out here window shopping and being <laughs> judgmental of everyone else we are way harder on ourselves than anybody mm -hmm. whether it's as a soccer parent whether it's as a school parent whether it's doing this kind of stuff we always try to have that consideration yeah. and think about it and we did talk about this a little bit in our second episode of how to not let people live rent-free in your head uh, and, and these are definitely related and some of the reasons why people might act like this is maybe they have some sort of past trauma from their childhood. Yeah. I know that. I believe in this statement fully. Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. The more you're hurting, the more you want people to hurt. Yeah. The more you want people to feel your pain. Misery needs company. It doesn't want, it needs company. Mm -hmm. And so that one is really, really big. Also, what about, oh man, this one I think is the biggest for me. And that is stresses in life for work, for family, for kids, relationship, for money. I believe when people are not at a job that or when they're at a job that they dislike, they are so toxic. When they come home and it's going to bleed into the relationship, it's so toxic. When they are just upset at their kids, it just kind of carries over to everything else. And it just leads to all these negative traits that we had been talking about today. And I'm not giving toxic people an out. I want to make sure we're clear. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> want anybody to be like, yeah, that person's a piece of shit human. But they had a rough childhood. Right, right, right. But they have a job that sucks. Guess what? 
that happened, this is going on, make a change. Yeah. You've had some horrific childhood yes. things. Yes. And you're able to overcome them. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't have those same kind of challenges. I'm yeah. not going to sit up here and be fake and say, like, oh, I went through this and that, yeah. you know. But it's not an out. It's not something. You can understand it. You can internalize it, use it, and then adjust and get mm-hmm. better. I don't want people using stuff as a crutch. There's always a reason behind things. We're just trying to kind of understand that. Yeah. And the more and more that we break things down, another thing that I'm looking at is really chemical imbalances. Yep. And you you have commented on this a bunch of times. Uh-huh. People will lash out at me online. And it's not the random internet trolls and strangers, mm-hmm. but people that I've gotten to know and something will come across strange. I'll do something, I'll say something, and then they just like attack and I'm always real calm. Yeah. I try to break it down and I'll say, you know what, say I bet something's going on with uh-huh. them. And so I'll reply to them and say, are you okay? Like, is everything yeah. all right? And usually in the moment, they don't like to hear that and they'll lash out. And then a week or two later, they come back and say, hey, man, I got to apologize. I was going through something. Or, hey, man, I didn't realize I was going through something and you prompted it. With men specifically, mm-hmm. something that I found out over and over and over again that leads to toxic behavior is having low testosterone levels. Yeah. I've had multiple people that went on tirades against me and then talking to them, trying to not be offended, trying not to be hurt and being like, are you okay, man? Like, let's get your blood checked. And they've, some have literally gone and they're like, wow, you have astronomically (laughs) low testosterone (laughs) levels. And that's big. Like for men, that is huge. Our testosterone is our engine. It's our motor. It drives the manhood. And so to have that off or imbalanced chemically, it throws everything off and can change who you are and how you act. And Truly. Learning through you, I, I don't know everything, but I'm getting better. I know the chemical imbalances with women is massive. Now, yeah. do you think that that's a big part of it? Oh, uh, I think women are just bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> they are definitely more emotional in that respect to things. And I think that when women have these chemical or home hormonal imbalances, it triggers more emotion. You just call them whores? Hormonal. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Hormonal. Okay. Making sure. <laughs> I don't know. They might be whores. It <laughs> could be. But like they could have anxiety or like PMDD, like which I have, which like triggers rage and anger. And then they like just lash out at something. And with that though, it's not you don't use that as a reason to be bad. No, 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 You no, use no. it as an explanation of why it's happening. Yeah. But then we try to figure it out. Yeah. You just ordered some vitamins that you thought could help balance those out. Yep. You are, we try to go to the gym. We yep. try to literally look at every food and drink that could be causing these things. Yeah. And that's key. Understand what's causing it, but don't use that as an excuse. Right. Don't use that as a as a crutch. Right. And I do know this from experience that I do believe that social media today is giving people too much confidence. Oh, my God. Yes. People get big balls sitting behind a computer as opposed to talking to somebody in person. Yeah. That, that energy never remains the same. Never. Ever, ever, ever remains the same. It's always pleasant, right? Things that you'd argue about online. If I present yeah. it as like a question or a debate in person, there's always a good yep. conversation. Then there's always an apology. There's always an explanation. Yeah. So like I said, we we are still wired from primal thoughts, mm-hmm. primal DNA. And then we're throwing in this crazy, rapidly accelerating internet and world. It's changed, man. It, it, yeah, it really has definitely changed. Has. And to kind of circle back, my biggest advice is to not be afraid of blocking or silencing people on social media. Yep. 
who cares? Yeah. Right. And, and this is a big thing. And, and Sam has kind of walked through this with me. I would block people and I, she would have somebody, she'd bring them up every day. Oh, this person said this, this person said this. I'm like, block them. And early on, she'd be like, but what if they know? <laughs> what if they realize I block them? I'm Who so, cares? I'm so non-confrontational. Yeah. I don't want anybody like, I see somebody in public and they're like, hey, why did you block me on yeah. Instagram? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And, and who cares? <laughs> and I am i don't ever seek out confrontation, yeah. but I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Like, I don't mind it. I, I'm okay with backing up what I do. If yeah. I do something, there's a reason. If, if you guys ever see anything from me, ask me. I'm happy to explain yeah. it. Whether it's a rule in my Facebook group, whether it's a comment that I make, ask me about it. And you are number one. Yeah. Please look out for yourself first and foremost, and there's nothing wrong with saying that. Right. And sometimes I think people online might not even know oh, yeah. that they're being toxic. Like, for example, people like copying something you do, which yeah. you have had like a lot of experience with, with the channel and stuff. And I'm like, are they doing it like? to be toxic or is it like a subconscious mm. thing? You know what I mean? Definitely both. Yeah. And, and that one is that's toxic in a different way. Cause it, it does, man. I'll, I'll be honest when people copy you, it's not fun. It's yeah. not a cool feeling. Right. That, it's not like that. What is that phrase? Like, yeah, that um, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Right, right. No, no, it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> it, it's highly, highly annoying, especially when you do believe that they're not, Con or they're tricking themselves like it's yeah some of them are so blatant and egregious it's conscious yeah but they convince themselves it's okay yeah they convince themselves that, that it's it not. was their idea and <laughs> if that's staying on your mind and they're doing that interfering with you that's yeah. toxic yeah i mean that that is toxic Lock their and ass. so straight up <laughs> or i feel like they could just be doing things that also you consider toxic like like you were saying, it's up to everybody's interpretation as to right. what toxic is. Yep. And online, one of my biggest, one of our biggest pet peeves is when people talk about politics. Online. Like that is, well, yeah. In, in person. person too, goodness. <laughs> we're talking about social media here. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it drives us crazy. Man, and we, we're going to talk about our political views at yeah, some yeah. point in a podcast. But essentially, it's I do believe it's that primal tribal feeling. People need to feel a part of a tribe. Yeah. They need to feel a part of a team. What is the easiest road to feeling a part of a team? Politics. Yeah. Get headlines, get buzzwords, just say, hey, this, hey, that. And it leads to misinformation. It leads to bonding over the wrong reasons. And it leads to people making it their identity. Yeah. I want everybody to pause and think about people in your lives. Are there people that you would categorize them as a liberal, as a conservative, <laughs> right? You can guess out there what Sam and I are. You're probably wrong, yep. but you can guess. But I do know you guys have many people in your life. Most people, I bet yeah. you can you can pigeonhole and say, oh, they're this, they're that. And there's so many people that make it their identity. There's like that one family member who comes to the party and we have to uh, avoid because we don't want to talk politics. Right, like, right. You don't even want to bring it oh up. You my dread gosh, talking no. to people. No. And, and I have a problem with stupid. <laughs> like I really struggle with stupid. I'm not, I can walk away from a lot of things, yeah. but for whatever reason, I can't walk away from stupid Yeah. and politics brings that out of people. It does. And like they spend their whole day watching the news, posting articles online. That's toxic. And guess yes. what? What impact in the world did that make? Right. Did you change the U.S. political system? <laughs> Did you really convince people by arguing at your Thanksgiving drunken dinner or by a post on Facebook with somebody like, you know what? 
I'm actually going to change who right, I voted for right. because of you. Like, you were an asshole to me, and now I'm going to change my political yeah, views. Your team, your team <laughs> seems fun. Let me do uh, that. Absolutely uh, hate it. There's very, very little that can come out of those discussions. Yeah. Unless you're starting with a clear mind, a respectful mind. It just doesn't happen, though. Right. Like, I... I personally, I don't concern myself with politics. I don't watch the news. I don't keep up who's running for office. I tried, and, like, my mental state literally just cannot handle that sort of drama. And I feel like some people might be like, you owe it to your country or your kids. But guess what? No, bitch. If you say that, you are being toxic. Like, I'm putting my faith in the public to make the best decision for us all. And then you come at me about me needing to do this. Uh, like, that's so, like, that's my decision. Yep. Mine, not yours. And rant. And so, <laughs> so much of that is, and again, I don't like terms. and I'm going to use one, so I am being a hypocrite right now. But it's virtue signaling. It's the concept of being like, hey, I, I vote. I'm a good guy. Uh, hey, I'm going to put this country's flag in my profile because I support them in this conflict. Oh, my gosh. All you're doing is trying to tell people that you're a good person. Guess what? I would rather show them. Yeah. I would rather actually do things. And that is important to me, not out there judging people and throwing these things. You guys, with these podcasts, we're never going to tell you to do this or do that. We're going to share our perspective and hopefully have you scratch your head and have some food for thought. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I was listening to, like, I think it was a Crime Junkie episode, like, obviously. Right. Shout out to Ashley Flowers. But... When you're talking about, like, people posting things online, like, when they people would post, like, the Ukrainian flag or something, and they just didn't even really know about right. what even was going on. Right. There was this episode of, I don't know if it was, like, 10 years ago, where women would post a black and white selfie, and it was for this, like, they thought it was for this, like, feminist, like, movement, but mm-hmm. actually it was about, like these women in this Middle Eastern city who were, like, being murdered by their husbands just because their husbands didn't like what they were doing and stuff. And, like, nobody knew about that reason. So always look into, like, I don't even know what you want to call it, but, like, do your research mm -hmm. before you're you're posting that, like, full black square to support, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Like, do your research on things first. Right, and we're not saying anything's good. We're not saying anything's bad. exactly. But there's always more to the story. Whether it's an organization and you find out the founders were real corrupt and it was a money thing, or if you found out, like, whoa, there's way more to this war that meets the the surface. Maybe there was an agreement that had been made and that agreement was breached upon, and so it's not just about taking land. Right, right. There's there's always more to it. Always. Please remember, it's 100% okay to step away from the people that are doing this, whether it's at Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. whether it's online. You can always silence people and give yourself a break, and especially online, right? Yeah. And you can always come back to them if you decide that they're going to be better off uh, with them in your life or out of your life. You get to decide. There's no rules to this stuff. And it's funny that you say that because I feel like I've silenced a lot of people on Instagram. I have no idea how to how to go and look and see who I've silenced. I feel yeah. like one day I'm going to find it, and it's going to be like, oh, I forgot about that person. Yeah. But they're just like more out of my head. That's a good thing. <laughs> so – what would you suggest? So that's talking about like online stuff, but what would you suggest how to get somebody 
out of your life who is toxic in person. Yeah, unless you live with them, right? Yeah. Unless you are tied to them, you don't have to see or talk to them. Yeah, that's true. You don't have an obligation to continue a friendship, to yeah. continue a relationship with a family member. That is up to you. Yeah. I have absolutely no problem walking away from people. And and people might listen to them and be like, well, what about people that need help? Why don't you help their life? I've learned this the hard way, you guys. People are not going to get help until they're ready to get mm-hmm. help. I have learned that the hard way, they are not ready to get help. They're not going to. Yeah. It's as simple as yeah. that. And if I feel like if you're a non-confrontational person like me, like just lie. If you're at this party with this former friend and they're like, hey, I've been trying to text you. Like, why haven't you been texting me back? Like, yeah. being all toxic and shit. Like, just say, oh, sorry, I've been so busy with work and stuff. And then just keep brushing them off. And hopefully, eventually, I feel like they're kind of going to get the hint. Hopefully, yeah. like cross your fingers. But Right, and that's your right. Yeah. You get to protect exactly. your peace. Yeah. And with family, it's definitely harder because you have family get-togethers. You want them to see whether it's your kids yeah, or yeah, yeah. whatever the case may be. It's more difficult. But understand, with that thing, be like, oh, well, Dan – there's, we have the Christmas tradition, or we have the Thanksgiving. You don't have to go. Say it again. You have control <laughs> of your life, and you don't have to go to family get-togethers. Yes. If people want to put that that guilt on you and stuff, that's toxic. That is. Yeah. Do we need to go back to the traits and talk <laughs> about what those traits are? People need to respect. When we invite people over to our house, when we in- ask people to go to things and they say no, we never judge them. We're no. like, they didn't want to go. Yeah. Awesome. Right. right. If you're listening to this and you don't want to do something that we do with you or talk about, don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. We think that is much better. And so we we know that that's against the grain for a lot of people, but we don't do things that we don't want to. It's as simple as that. hundred percent. And not because of just like, not just because of toxic people, but yeah. it's what we want to do, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's our thing. Like, we're not saying that we don't go, we don't do a lot of family, like, get-togethers and right. things like that, like Christmas parties. We just don't, like, our kids are at a weird age, um, and family lives, so your family lives, like, far away from yeah. us. So, it's just, like, a timing thing with that that side of the family, not because they're toxic. Right, right. But, <laughs> but with my dad's family, that is, like, the toxic situation. Sure. So I d- I'm not trying to call out like your family or yeah. anything like that. That's not why we don't go to family functions. Right. And clearly we're not hiding or yeah. holding anything back. <laughs> we would we would share that. Yeah. But we just we just prioritize ourselves. Yeah. And I don't think that that's wrong for us personally. If you mm-hmm. do, that's okay. We don't. Yep. And it's again, it's our kids, it's our timing, it's prioritizing our family, and we just don't think that people need to feel obligated to go to these yeah. things. You don't have to go. It's your life. Yes. And if someone questions you, like just simply say, I'm pro- prioritizing my mental health right now and that situation is stressful for me. Which is true. And they should be a thousand million percent okay with that and if they aren't you guessed it they're toxic and you probably shouldn't have their them in your life anyways right also i did want to mention that if someone's coming at you like way too hard with their toxic behavior like verbal abuse or threats or vandalism or anything like that like please don't be afraid to call the cops I have listened to way too many crime junkie episodes and I feel like I bring this up all the time, but it's like such great life rules. Like 
I'm not, you don't sit back and wait to be murdered. People are like, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to me or people around me. Like, no. Ashley Flowers says, don't sit around and wait to get murdered. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it, that's, I think, a good rule to live by. Don't yeah. sit around and wait to get murdered. <laughs> and overall, you have to have enough respect for yourself. Yeah. You need to have that self-confidence. I think insecurities drive people to do things they don't want to. It drives people to put themselves in bad positions. Right. Respect yourself. You are the only one who can create your own happiness. Don't let other dictate when, where, or how you can be happy. And if they do? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys for listening today. I think that's a good note to end on here. And please check out our Catching Up With The Commands Instagram. We have an after show. We talk about our sponsors, uh, such as Ogden Cares today, yes. where you can get all that information. And we guys hope you will check out that source. Uh, knowledge is power. And yeah. that's the main goal is just to get more people to learn about this uh, foundation and help families that are out there in the world and, and let them know that they're not alone. And man, I can't wait to see you guys on Instagram with the interactions <laughs> and on the show next week. Ta-ta.